Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Jackie. Welcome to another marvelous episode of Talking Without Filter. And this is our second episode in the spooky season. First episode, we went over some stories talking about whether it's a crush or obsession. And today, we get to talk about the dark. And I know, oh, there's nothing scary about the dark. But think about it. Some people aren't afraid of the dark. They're just afraid that they're not alone. While it's dark. So enjoy these stories. Maybe don't listen to these in the dark. Or maybe do. Challenge yourself. I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of, right? Enjoy. It's time to dive into the darkness. Into that unsettling feeling. And what better way than to start with a game? No, we won't be playing it. And it's not Monopoly. I know we've heard of this game before. Would you play it? I sure as hell wouldn't. Our first story deals with an encounter after playing the infamous Ouija board. Some may say that this story is true. Some may say it's fabricated. But that's up to you to decide. So grab a blanket, turn off the light, or keep it on, and enjoy. And hope that something doesn't grab your feet. In high school, my friends and I were messing around with the Ouija board one night. We had done it before, and nothing remarkable had ever happened. We usually did it to try and scare each other or our girlfriends. We all thought it was a joke. That night, there was no one else home except the seven of us, and we were all together around the board. One of the girls there wanted to try it. She had never done it before. But this time was different. The board misspelled some of the words the same way every time. It gave answers that seemed really historically accurate for our town. Side note, things we we neither knew or cared about. But long story short, the spirit claimed it was a 10-year-old boy who had died on the property in the 1800s and was buried there, too, in an unmarked grave. Side note. My friend's house was on a farm in the edge of town. We were all a little freaked out because the board had never been so detailed and consistent. However, we were still skeptical, and we were all assuming that one of us was trying to scare the rest. Finally, my friend asked the spirit if he could do something to prove that he was there with us. It went to yes, and then spelled out N. 
it's spelled out K N O C K Knock and the planchette stopped moving. We all just stared at it silently and there was a the window right next to us. The lights were on outside, and there was no one there. We never touched that board again. Hmm, that was a creepy story. Yeah, I would never play or mess around with something like that, just because I've heard so many things gone wrong just horrible experiences so I would not recommend here is another story I don't want to be alone in the dark anymore I thought I'd hit the jackpot when I landed a job as a teacher of adults. No more helicopter parents, busybody administrators, or cringy TikTok trends. I'd be working with people who wanted to improve their lives and get a fresh start. The only catch was that I'd be working in a civic center. Not an ordinary school, and the classes would be in the evening. As he showed me to my new classroom, the hiring agent for this new program explained that I'd be the last person to leave the building. Turning off the lights and locking up would be my responsibility. At the time, it seemed like a fair price to pay for the work I'd be doing. I took a long look around the yellow tile floor bare brick walls and dusty fluorescent lights. I needed work, but it felt like a place I could call my own. The first thing I did was to erase the whiteboard. Written across it in huge, childish letters, it read, I don't want to be alone in the dark anymore. Some sort of prank, I figured. Maybe a leftover from an old lesson? I smirked, erased it, and didn't give the message much attention. I spent the next week scrambling for materials, setting up my classroom. The troubleshooting of the Civic Center outdated, outdated technology sucked. I barely had time to look around me, much less notice the eerie solitude of the Civic Center's dark hallways. But when my students came in the door, the knot of nervousness that had built up in my stomach finally unwound, and I remember why I had taken this job in the first place. The adults in my class were of all ages and backgrounds, but they were all working towards a change. It was meaningful work, interesting people, and it was just even better than I had hoped for. 
The only thing I didn't like about the job was staying late at the Civic Center. It was a large building and my classroom was on the fifth floor. The blackness outside the windows only emphasized the empty loneliness of the night. You even hear the slightest sound under conditions like that. And in time, you find yourself wondering what might be making that. Anywho, I was putting up posters the first time it happened. All my students had gone, and the only light in the entire center spilled out into the corridor was for my classroom. There was no reason for anyone else to be in the building, and yet, I heard footsteps. Climbing down from the desk, I stuck my head out in the hallway. Seeing no one, I chalked it up to being overworked. <laughs> I found myself looking over my shoulder while I left that night. A few evenings later, it was back. The unmistakable echo of something walking down the corridor. heavier somehow, like the source of the noise was larger and closer than before. This time I knew I wasn't dreaming. With my keys clenched tightly on my fist, I decided I was going to find this intruder. I went room by room, turning on lights as I searched storage closets, archives, meeting rooms, offices, and craft workshops. Whoever came in must have found out that everyone was gone and left, I rationalized. But then, why hadn't I heard any sound from the elevators? I started leaving with the students after that, turning up the lights behind us as I hustled everyone out the door. It wasn't always possible though, and I began dreading the days when I knew I'd be up there by myself. Our minds have an amazing ability to hide themselves, that which they don't dare to see or can't explain. I told myself that it wasn't footsteps only some late night machinery activating, when I began to hear other sounds too, like someone crawling in the empty space between the ceiling tiles and the roof, I told myself, it's rats, or pipes, or anything to avoid facing the truth that was scurrying above my head. Instead, I locked my classroom door and bolted for the exit as soon as the noises started. Although later I couldn't explain why my heart was pounding and my shirt soaked through with sweat. As if to challenge my skepticism, the occurrences on the fifth floor became stronger and stranger. Lights 
radios and appliances turned off and on without warning. More than once I found myself running like a panicked animal from the sound of a microwave or the static of a television in the dark room. I got tunnel vision as I barreled down the hallway. Hallway. The lights going out one by one behind me. Doors and cabinets flew open and shut without warning, rattling my already frayed nerves. Such things only happened, of course, when I was totally alone. I was getting sprayed for the whiteboard in the janitorial closet when the single light bulb burst and the door slammed shut. I ran for it, knocking over mops and buckets as I went. When I slammed my body against the push bar, I couldn't be sure if the footsteps I had heard in the cluttered room were the echoes of my own running feet or something else closing in behind me. Last Thursday, I was driving out of the parking lot when I realized that my house keys were missing. In a huff, I reopened the outside doors of the center and mashed the elevator button for the fifth floor. I reached my classroom, letting out a sigh of relief. When the lights flickered on, and I saw my keys glittering on the desk. Snatching them up, I hurried out the door. Ding! The elevator. I felt my throat go dry. No one else should be in the building after hours. And if they were, I didn't want to confront them alone. I thought of heavy, dragging footsteps. But there was no movement. Even the emergency staircase was beside the elevators. So whoever it was knew I'd have to pass by eventually. What was the alternative? Spend the night in my classroom? I took a deep breath and headed out. The light of the elevator beckoned. So bright and cheerful, it seemed like a trap. As I approached, though, the doors slid shut. Leaving me in darkness as the elevator took its slow journey back down to the first floor. I patted my pockets for my phone before I realized what the sinking feeling that I had left it in the car. Another deep breath and I tried the push bar of the emergency stairway. It was jammed shut. I was mashing the elevator button frantically. something approaching. Not in front of me, but from behind. 
the same heavy plodding steps as before. I turned around, eyes wide, but I could see nothing in the darkness. A putrid smell filled the air. The thing in the dark came closer and closer until, paralyzed by fear, I felt hot breath on my face. The elevator doors opened and the light flooded into the hallway. I was all alone. I contacted the hiring manager, the custodians, and anyone else I could think of who might be able to explain what I was experiencing, but came up with nothing. There were no urban legends about the place, no murders, disturbed burial grounds, or strange lights in the sky. Just a dull, ordinary government building where I sometimes had to be alone at night. A few minutes ago, I told my last two students of the day to meet me by the elevators. I was going to use the restroom and then we'd all leave together. I took longer than expected and got engrossed in reading the graffiti in the bathroom stall. Among the unusual insults, phone numbers, and political drivel was a simple message and pencil. I don't want to be alone in the dark anymore. I ran my fingers over it, frowning, and my heart sank as I heard a door open and close. My students must have gotten tired of waiting and taking the stairs out. I hurried to finish my business and leave the stall. But barely a second later, the lights flickered out. movement and the soul beside me. It swung open. Then those footsteps dragged themselves across the bathroom floor to my own bathroom stall, stopping just in front of it. Smell those hot, wheezing breaths. I can't get a call out because of the thick walls and the data is spotty, but I think only the light from my cell phone is keeping whoever or whatever is out there at bay. As soon as this battery dies, I won't be alone in the dark anymore. This is personal experience. Whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. So, uh, I feel like I'm a little sensitive to certain stuff. Like, I can feel stuff. I don't know. It's weird. 
busting your curse or whatever, but it's scary sometimes. Uh, I think the last time that I experienced something was a couple of months ago. Or was it a month ago or two? I don't remember. But uh, I forgot what I was watching. My room was dark and everything. And I was just laying on the bed. And I was being an iPad baby. (laughs) Because I was watching the movie on my iPad. And so I was like, oh, well, let me just turn off everything so I can just get in the mood and watch the movie. And so I put the movie on. I'm in my bed, all covered up with a blanket. And then uh, I hear my door open. And my door usually is opened because my cat. My cat will push the door open, come in here, be an ass make a noise, and then skedaddle. And it's so annoying because she doesn't push the door open a little bit. She opens the door, like, super wide. And she's just an asshole about it sometimes. And so I was like, uh, whatever. So I was like, yeah, it's just her. But it felt different. And I couldn't see because I was laying like in a position to where I can't see the floor. I can just see like the screen and the wall and stuff. But yeah, I heard the noise. Like it started close to the door. And I was like, ah, it's just my cat. And then it started slowly moving like towards the other side of the room. And I was like, ah, it's still my cat or whatever. And so I didn't really care. Like it wasn't too serious, you know? And so... It felt weird though. I felt like someone was behind me. And I got that feeling. And like, I could feel like that sort of panic. And so I was like, um, this doesn't feel like my cat. And maybe it was my imagination because of what I was watching. I don't know, but I felt it. And so I'm like, do I turn around? What if I'm scared? And I was like, no, it's okay. And so I felt it. And I looked to the side and I could see like a shadow. Like someone was like crouched or something from the corner of my eye. And you know when you get that feeling like you feel like the color is drained from your body? Well, that's how I was. And I was like, ain't no way. And so I could feel that they were just right there, just looking at me. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. And so I ignore it and I don't see it anymore. But I hear the noises again behind me. And I just, I gathered the courage and I turned my flashlight on. And I turned around so fast because I was like, if something is there, I'm going to fight. Because you're not going to take me out without a fight. But nothing was there. It wasn't my cat or anything. And you always hear my cat when she leaves. Because she doesn't walk out. She zooms out. Every single time. And that was scary. Because I'm like, what the hell was that? It hasn't happened since. But that was a terrible moment for me. <laughs> This story was sent in by a listener. Again, any events, names that seem 
familiar to you or all a coincidence, names have been changed for privacy. So, my name is Maria, and I stay with my sister and my brother. We have two dogs, two cats, and we live together. So, we live in a nice... My next area, I guess, I wouldn't say we're living like in a rich community, but it's very peaceful. Well, at least to to us. And, oh, uh, we live in Mexico, if that makes any difference. You know how there's like a lot of uh, spooky stuff that happens over here. But I would have never thought that anything would happen to us because it had never before. And so... Uh, one time, I waited for my siblings to come home, but before they did, they had called and said if I wanted to get something to eat or for them to buy something and they could bring it home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can buy anything and then we'll just eat it here. We can watch a movie and just enjoy the night together. And they were like, okay, well, we'll take like around 20, 15 minutes at the most and then we'll be home. And that was fine with me. Gave me time to clean up a little bit and then just, you know, light some incense, get some snacks, and then choose the movie. So I was there by myself and I felt someone looking at me. We have those windows that are right in front of the sink and it was dark. You couldn't see anything. But I could feel that someone was looking at me. So I finished doing the dishes quickly and I walked away. And I decided to sit on the couch and you could still see from the window where I was sitting. And I felt the stare. I turned around slowly and I didn't see anybody. So I just turned around and I said to myself, Maria, there's nothing there. You're creating this narrative in your head that isn't real. Let's just watch TikToks or something and take our mind off of it. So I opened the app and I started scrolling and I heard a tap. You would think that you would, like, turn around quickly to see who it was. And I was like, okay, maybe they're back, playing a prank on me. And I looked back, nothing. So I text my siblings, I'm like, y'all, stop playing. If you're back, just come in. And they're like, we're not, we're still here. And I was like, okay, proof. They were still at the place, getting food. My heart sank to my stomach. So I just, I went to the window. And when I was going to close the blinds, which I should have done before, 
I see a silhouette. I didn't want to see what it was or who it was, so I just quickly closed the blinds. And I ran to the sofa. And I was like, Maria, Maria, Maria. Our mind is playing tricks on us. That couldn't have been anybody. Mind you, um, we have like a gate, so there couldn't be anybody there. It's not like someone can just walk up from the street and just stand there. Like we, ha- It was gated. I just took deep, deep breaths and I try to focus on something else. And I hear it again. two windows at once I was like okay I'm gonna get robbed there's somebody out there with someone trying to test me and they're gonna rob me and I know you're thinking why don't you call the police why don't you do anything but I couldn't see anybody and I didn't want to call the police and cause a ruckus and give neighbors reason to talk about us and I know that's such a dumb reason I just, I didn't want to do that. Not for them to call my parents and tell them, oh, you know, your kids, you can't leave them by by themselves because they call the police over dumb things. And that wasn't going to be us. So I didn't call. I texted them. I'm like, hey, are y'all almost here? And they're like, yeah, you know, just 10 more minutes and then we're home. 10 more minutes felt like an eternity. As I'm going to the room, I hear I froze and I ran to my room. Who the hell was that? Who slammed the door? What door was slammed? I ran to my room, I locked it. And I went into the bathroom. I was sobbing. I was scared. I was like, someone broke in. I'm gonna die. I had dropped my phone. Who was I gonna call? footsteps footsteps getting closer I hear so many things being broken and I'm crying trying to muffle my cries so they don't hear me I was like oh my gosh they're tearing up the house They're probably looking for me. I could swear that that was it. I was going to die. It was dark. The light went out, but I could still see because of the light from under the bathroom door. So it was pretty lit. And then the light from the window. And then... I hear my room door open 
kind of here. Somebody had turned on the TV. I hear footsteps, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, they turned up the TV loud, so if they kill me and if I scream, nobody can hear me. And then the door opens to the restroom. I scream, prepared. And I accepted my fate. It was my siblings. They were like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Why are you in here? Why are you crying? Why are you in the dark? And I was like, are they gone? Are they gone? And they're like, who? I'm like, the intruders. Everything's broken. We gotta call the police. And they were so confused. They're like, Okay, show us what's broken. And I went, and I was running, and I was like, look. Nothing was broken. Everything was intact. No windows. Nothing was thrown. Nothing. I thought I was losing my marbles. I was like, no, I heard it. They turn on the TV, and they're like, no, the TV's off. Everything's on, except you just being in here in the dark. Are you okay? And for a moment, I thought I needed to go to the crazy house, because what was that? I couldn't explain it, and I still can't to this day. But I'm glad. I'm glad nothing happened and that I'm able to tell you this story. So as you listen to these stories, if you were in the dark or about to go to sleep, Make sure your closet is closed. Make sure you have a bit of light. What was that noise? Was it your house? Was it someone? What is that shadow? Is it a clothes rack? Is it something else? Are you really alone?